Good evening, everyone. And welcome to. Oh my God, Chris, you just love me buried in the private chat. I can't even talk. Uh, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Loading Bag and UFC uh, Away Days. We are back again. And I tell you what, I've got to get this in right now because if you didn't watch for the Loaded Transfer Show with Graham Bailey, get involved in that uh, cracking show with Graham from 90 Min. Um, giving us all the lowdown of all things Newcastle United transfers and some little snippets um, there to take away. So if you haven't watched it yet, get involved. That is for sure. But this is Away Days. We are back. And uh, to see out the the year, the calendar year um, of fixtures, uh, it is Leeds United next. And look, just very, very quickly, Chris, um, what are your thoughts going into the last game of the calendar year? Are you confident? Um, I am, but it makes me a little bit nervous because sometimes when you feel confident, it kind of backfires. Um, I'll be honest, I wasn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I was confident. I knew we could get a result against Leicester, but I wasn't feeling like really good about it. I was thinking a draw will do, you know what I mean? And then go and perform the way we did. Three yeah. points, clean sheet, comfortably beating Leicester. So like, it's almost as if we're all waiting for this, you know, this, uh, this bad period. And I just hope it doesn't come tomorrow. But other than that, yeah, I, I am feeling pretty good because what we're seeing on the pitch is great, isn't it? Let's be honest. Definitely, definitely. And uh, look, Leeds are going to provide their their own their particular type of test and we'll get into that in just a second. But firstly, thank you to Seattle Geordie uh, for becoming a member of the Lodi family on YouTube. Thank you for your support um, we all appreciate it. We've got the likes of Yano Spanner in the house. Uh, Would I is in the house tonight. Another resident Spanner, Lisa, is in the house too. We've got Koch. Welcome, Koch, to the channel. Um, we've got so many others. We've got um, Richo in the house. Welcome, Richo. Jay Smith, Trolls. Welcome, guys. Uh, Frederick, um, welcome to the channel. Um, if you're first in the channel, get that subscribe. We are. 80 away from the 5k we are getting ever closer um so if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet get there and sub hit that hit that sub uh jordan tune for life welcome uh, great to have you in there davy welcome uh, to the channel great to have you in there and um there are many more as well but look as always when we talk about a preview we have to get the opposition's point of view and it's an absolute pleasure um, to welcome in um, Joe, uh, Lee's fan. Welcome in, Joe. How are you doing, my man? All good, man. All good. Not as uh, buoyant and happy as you folks, but it is what it is. Um, yeah, yeah. New Year's no, it, 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 And to be fair, I'm going to come on to uh, um, uh, an interesting topic because you tweeted something out earlier that I want to touch on. But just, just firstly, just let us know where where you're from. What what channel um, do you represent yeah. from the Lee's perspective? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just your football show is what it was. Uh, previously, I was on all Leeds TV. Um, yeah, Leeds fan for my sins. Um, I'm originally from Halifax Way, uh, which is West Yorkshire. Um, I actually live in the northeast now. Um, for any mags watching, I live in Sunderland. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. I actually work in. Uh, I work in. <laughs> I work in Newcastle, though. I work in Benwell. A few uh, of the Geordies watching might know this. So. Um, yeah, so I, I actually live in the northeast now, Sunderland. So yeah, 
for my sins. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely for your sins. But the fact you work in Newcastle, I think may override. Yeah, yeah. I had to get that in there. I had to get that in there. <laughs> Definitely. But no, look, Joe, welcome to the channel. I know you've been on uh, you've been on a, a different preview uh, previously with, with with our man Rich from Loaded. So um, you definitely come well, well recommended that that is for sure. But look, you know, you've touched on uh, you're not as buoyant as as is at the moment. I mean, look, I'll throw up the league table. You probably won't want to see it right now. Um, 15th in the table. Um, you know, 15, uh, 15 points so far, uh, four wins, uh, three draws, eight defeats. You know, just just, just really, uh, it, just quickly give us an assessment of your season from your perspective as Leeds fan. Yeah, as a Leeds fan, from my perspective, I'm not enjoying it. Um, it sounds mad, but like I enjoyed, <laughs> it really does sound mad as I'm mouthing this out to you, but I enjoyed getting spanked under the L's more so than I'm enjoying what's happening now like because Leeds United had a go I don't see that anymore um you know I'm I'm really disappointed with with the current state of the club um that's just you know I'm grateful we're back in the Premier League etc but at the minute I, I'm a little bit dis uh, disenchanted is that the right word uh with with Leeds United uh, currently I'm I'm not a big supporter of Jesse he's had some good results I think obviously winning at Liverpool you know, um, beating Chelsea, amazing. But it's just too inconsistent. And um, I think Leeds United can perform well against the better sides due to the style that we play. But when going up against teams in and around us, we just are so poor. I think Jesse plays with a counter-pressing style and wants to create, I guess, madness and and. At times, we don't want the ball, right? We want the opposition to have it so we can press them, win it off them and get it uh, to goal as quick as possible. But when the onus is on us to do something we found wanting, I think, you know, we don't really have a clear plan. Uh, we don't really have passages of play, whereas under Bielsa, I mean, look, I was reminiscing today when we beat you 5-2 under that season. That was what yeah. I was going to ask you, Joe. I was going to yeah. ask you because you, you retweeted out something yeah. where it had the replay of the 5-2 yeah. in lockdown yeah, yeah. where you absolutely yeah. destroyed us. And you you actually said that, which is why I, I wanted to ask you the question. You do, you know what, do you know what I feel like? And this is mad. I feel like you beating us at Ellen Road last season with that Schneid, John Joe, Shelby free kick. <laughs> I, gen I genuinely feel, though, it was a sliding doors moment for both football clubs. Yeah. Like, Leeds United yeah. went that way and used one there, when really I don't think at the time you deserved to. And then from, from that game, you've just gone boof, you know? And that, naturally, that was going to happen with the cash and all that sort of stuff. But I genuinely feel at that moment, because I guess it, you folks were like, oh, we might not stay in the division. You win at Ellen Road, it's it's probably a smashing, not so much a smashing grab, but a bit of a lucky goal. And then both clubs have then just gone boom, you know, it genuinely feels like that. And as I say, I do not like watching us play at the minute. And I'm, I've already said on my preview, we, we won't get anything uh, tomorrow. I think we'll get, we'll get a bit of an idea. I think for me, St. James's Park now is probably the toughest place to go in English football in terms of the atmosphere. And, because I've seen it, you know, uh, war flags and all that. It looks a spectacle right now. 
Um, and the fact that you're playing scintillating football, um, I just don't see how we get a result. I'm not positive, as you can see. <laughs> no, and look, I, well, what I like about what you've said, Joe, is you've looked at it from a kind of logical perspective, not just about the game that you've just mentioned there, but from my perspective, just in general with your football, uh, from your football take, you know, from Leeds United, from a Jesse March to a Bielsa perspective. Um, and really interesting, that sliding doors moment. Chris, I'll come to you. You know, really interesting points from Joe with regards to that sliding doors moment against Leeds at Ellen Road last season. Do you agree that that was that, that turning point? And interestingly, as a second point, Joe's mentioned that, you know, he prefers the Bielsa football to Jesse March. What, what, what do you think? Yeah, do you know, I had a couple of things to comment on what Joe said. And uh, I also had a question for Joe. So remind me at the end when I, yeah, yeah, when well. I finished my spiel to ask Joe a question. But um, yeah, no, I, I think I, I think it was it was a bit of a sliding doors moment. Now Joe says it. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I do, I do remember from that game, it was quite tight. And if anything, you probably could have said that maybe Leeds deserved, you know, the points. But then, as I say, you know, that John Joe, John Joe Shelby free kick, um, you know, Got us, got got us the points, which was obviously the most important thing. Um, I think from, I was I was quite surprised when Joe mentioned, you know, about um, about Jesse March because I mean I I don't know the general feeling of how everyone feels about Jesse March, and this is going to be my question uh, after to Joe. But like I I, I kind of got the impression that all the Leeds fans love Bielsa, even though, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe. Like I think people were kind of a bit like us under Sir Bobby Robson. Like we were all devastated when Sir Bobby Dobson, you know, was was kind of relieved of his duties. And to be fair, it was too soon. Like it, it shouldn't have happened. It, I think most fans would agree with that. But there were some uh, areas of the fan base who were kind of, you know, wishing him out. And you know, obviously, I think it was Freddie Shepherd uh, said it was like it was like killing Bambi. And it, was it was it almost like that for yourselves with Bielsa? Because I know, like, you adored Bielsa, and he was such a character, and. Um, obviously, a fantastic, uh, fantastic reputation within football. L- loads of really, really big names, all rated Bielsa. But like, is that how would you describe it as like killing Bambi? And were, were you a bit disappointed with who you replaced Bielsa with? Because I know you said you're a bit disenchanted. Yeah. Um, you know, with the football, would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think for me, the, the fan base is split. Really, although the match-going fans like. The majority obviously backed Bielsa, but a lot thought we were going down. I, I did. I think it. I, I think it had turned it around. But I'm a big Bielsa fan. Um, listen, I cried when he went, I cried when he got sacked. I'm not even. I swear to God, like it, it was. He had that bit big of a, a an effect on me as a fan, and I know others feel the same. You know, like when he got sacked, for example. He had loads of people go go to his house in Weatherby just to say bye to him. You know what I mean? Like this, this isn't your normal run of the mill manager for me. You know what I mean? You, like you've mentioned with with uh, Robson. You know, so it isn't the same. I think. Look, everyone initially, I guess you support your manager, right? When they first come through the door, you know. I hate this notion of. Fans that say to me, who disagree with me, for Leeds fans will say, oh, yeah, you, you've never backed him or da 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 I don't want my football team to lose. So ultimately, anyone who manages my football club, I want them to do well. Why would you ever want your manager to lose? Do you see what I'm saying? Until after a certain period of time, you can then make a fair judgment. Um, I just, I think it's getting to the stage now. For example, take City, take City in isolation. 
um, on the the other day. Yeah. We get beat three one. They post an XG of like four point five, which is the highest of any team this season, right? Yes, we only lose 3-1. So you might look at it and say, oh, well, we're getting closer. We only lost 3-1. We got spanked 7-0 under Bielsa. We got spanked, you know, but we had a go. This is my point. This is what really, really frustrates me. Is like, I just don't see what, what the plan is. Not everyone agrees with me. Some do, you know, some do. So I think he saved his job with Liverpool and, um, and Bournemouth results. I, for me, I don't see us getting a result against Newcastle. I don't see us getting a result against West Ham. And then he's got Villa and Brentford. So them two will be, you know, a chance to, for him to save his job. I don't know. Like, But then again, we need investment as well. You've heard this all before, man, no doubt. <laughs> That's, do you know what, Joe? That was that was um, kind of the question I wanted to ask. Like, I, I, was on, I was on Twitter earlier and I saw a segment of the... Um, the Jesse Marsh uh, pre-match, yeah, yeah, and he was asked, you know, about he was asked about, um, you know, Newcastle and the investment and stuff like that. And like, don't get me wrong, he wasn't as flippant as some managers, yeah. but I still, honestly, I still find it absolutely flabbergasting that managers don't just come out. And maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, Joe. Maybe you'll tell me I'm wrong, but you know, his response to the question of what do you think of Newcastle, how do you think they're doing, was like. Oh, um, you know, well, when you've got money, this, you know, this is what happens, you know, the upturn in fortune and stuff like that. But from our perspective, Joe, like when you look at the players who are performing now and like, I forget which team it was that we played, but seven of the players that were starting under Bruce were in the starting 11. When we, when, you know, when we, when we performed recently, as I say, I forget which team it was, what the stat was from. Um, but there's so many performers who are, who are, you know, playing above and beyond what they were under Steve Bruce. And like people say we spent money and I understand that, you know, like, you know, Alexander Isaac and a couple of others, Bruno Gomez, Sven Botman, etc. But compared to other teams who, you know, in the top six, if you look at West Ham, you look at Notting, uh, Nottingham Forest, you look at Chelsea, you look at Man United, you look at Liverpool, they've all spent more than us. And like, don't get me wrong, in two or three years' time, that might not be the case. But I just don't think Eddie Howe's getting the credit he deserves. And when Jesse Marsh said that, I was a bit like, I, I was a bit disappointed. Like I thought, mm. you know, because he seems quite an honest guy. He, he yeah. seems like someone who just say it how it is. But do you think I'm wrong saying that, Joe? Or no, no, you see I, it as well? No, I think there's an element of truth in it. I've been quite a supporter of of the way Newcastle have gone about it, me. I think even just with the players that you're or have brought in or have been linked to bringing in, you know, it's not, um, you know, your massive names that say some of the other clubs went straight out. If you look at City, for example, when they went and signed Rubinio and all these sort of names, yeah. Eddie Howe's maybe doing it a different way. Being linked with someone like Jack Harrison, for example, you wouldn't, it's 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 chalk and cheese in terms of how you're doing it. And I agree with you, you know, I've said before the fact that Shelby, Willock, I mean, you could got Longstaff, you've got Joel Linton, um, you know, uh, Almiron, all these players that were there and are now looking reborn. And, and that's why for me, and again, I have this conversation and argument all the time, it's not always about bringing in better... Of course it helps, right? Of course it helps. Everyone keeps saying to me at the minute, it's not Jesse's fault, the players are rubbish. And I'm like... But Bielsa had the same players and he turned water into wine. And it's a similar thing at, at, at Newcastle. Like, OK, you could go get a big name manager, but 
there's no saying that they would have a similar impact on a Joel Linton or an Almiron. They'd just replace them with a better player. And I think there's a lot to be said about certain managers have the quality to be able to improve personnel. And, and, and Newcastle have Newcastle have definitely done that. I mean, look at Almiron. Like, that's insane. Like, he's in my fantasy team, man. He's in there scoring your points every week out. And he's staying in for tomorrow as well. So, (laughs) (laughs) confidence running high in the Leeds camp with Almira still in the fantasy. But no, look, some great questions from 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 yourself, Chris, and um, some really really valid points. And there's a few there's a few people that have kind of commented on um, on thoughts with regards to Leeds. Yano's put on there all the talk before the Leeds City game was high-intensity press, but he didn't see it. Uh, that's not how Leeds normally play, is it? I mean, th- that was how you played before, but that's not necessarily how you play under Jesse Martin. Would that be correct? No, I mean, it, it, listen, when we have the ball, like, I thought we defended to a point all right against Manchester City, but then when we get on the ball, we don't know what to do with it, it seems, yeah. and we can't seem to pass the ball uh, f- five yards. I think... When you see Leeds games in isolation, you look at the performance against Chelsea, you might see the performance against Arsenal for 45 minutes and be like, oh, wow. But I think watch us when the onus is on us to create. I think that's when you'll see the distinct difference, you know. Um, I think we weren't able to... Basically, Jesse wants to win the ball high up in the opposition's half, right? But we were unable to get anywhere close to that because we couldn't get out. Because when we did win the ball back, we couldn't pass the ball five yards to get further up the pitch. And then at that point, when we get further up the pitch, that press does come into play because Jesse wants to win the ball high up. We play so narrow as well. When you watch Leeds, you'll see it. This is why I'm petrified about Newcastle as well. It's like we play so narrow. There is so much space out wide. And Jesse's mentality, I believe, is... Don't so say for example you've got the ball over on the left hand side all the all the team like you could throw a blanket over them would all move and over all to that side. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. then yeah, you've got yeah. acres of space out wide but Jesse says the ball's not there so it doesn't matter but any good team just goes switch do you see what I'm saying like Absolutely. there was there was a compilation on Twitter four and a half minutes, right? Four and a half minutes of goal after goal after goal of the man at the back post being free and putting it in the bat- into the back of the net because all the defence goes over to one side, someone's left there over by the goal. But apparently I'm told that's personnel. I'm like, listen, doesn't matter how good your fullbacks are. You can't be in two places at once. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. You can't, oh, I'm going to vacate this space and go mark in, but then you've got a massive hole between your centre-back and your fullback. So I think the system's not great, and I don't rate the manager. <laughs> and so. sometimes, Joe, as well, you've got, as as a footballer, um, you know, you, you listen to your manager, and your manager's got a yeah, plan yeah. and how they're going to work it. But sometimes, yeah. when you're on the pitch, you've got to play the percentages. And these these footballers, they've played hundreds of games, and they know. Sometimes footballers have that instinct, don't they, where they can smell danger. Or they'll see someone constantly getting in and in and in. And whether the manager tells them or not, they'll think, right, hang on, I'm just going to wait here just a second because I've got a feeling the ball's going to come over the top. But if they're so rigid and doing like you said, it's going to keep happening time and time again. And unfortunately, Joe, hey, to worry yet, but when, when, you know, we've got Bruno Gomeres in the middle who just pings balls, Sven Botman equally is capable. Like that, Mm. that, that is a worry 
from what you've just said. Yeah, yeah no. I mean? And, and uh, you know, there's there's one or two other comments on here uh, as well that that one or two have, uh, have mentioned. You know, um, detail is mentioned. Um, Jesse March consistently one or two matches from the sack, unlikely to be sacked after the defeat tomorrow, but lose to West Ham in the following game could likely to uh, be, be or likely to go at that point. Wood Eyes mentioned the point. Wood Eyes regularly on our channel. He's put the Leeds for well, the West Ham versus Leeds game could be the last game for either manager. Now, anyone that follows Dan Lawless from um, West Ham Fans TV will know that they're worried about their run of fixtures. They actually don't think that they'll get anything from Leeds. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's the way he's thinking. So, for, from your, from and, and the way you're thinking, from your perspective, it, it could well be um, the last game for either manager if things don't go the way in which you expect them um, in the next couple of games. But so, some interesting points there uh, uh, as well. Um, Daz has put in there. Make sure we hit those likes, um, or Chris will sing tomorrow. Um, you've been warned. So yeah, make sure you get those <laughs> likes in there. Uh, you don't yeah. want to be hearing Chris sing um, on our on our review show with regards yeah. to to that. But um, I wanted to get your um, opinion on uh, one or two of your players but before we move on um, yeah. to look at the game a little bit closer. Um, and Scott Crom, welcome Scott Crom to the channel. He's put in there. What do you think of? Jack Harrison, I think it's a good place to start because Jack yeah. Harrison's been heavily linked um, at times in the summer with Newcastle and um, looking at a potential 30 million um, bid. It has come, and Chris, like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's come when we've talked about it on our full-loaded transfer show with a little mix of opinions here. Some people think definitely worth the money, let's pay, like, we should pay it, we should get him in. And some are going, mm, not quite sure. What's your opinion from a Leeds perspective? What do you see we can week out from Jack Harrison? If I'm right in thinking, he was on the bench here at Man City. Yeah, he was. He's just come back from an injury, though. There's a, there's a conspiracy theorist in me thinks he's uh, he's staying uh, away from game time so he can get his move to Newcastle. That's that's the conspiracy theorist. <laughs> um, but we'll see, we'll see. Uh, Jack Harrison, for me, uh, since coming in, uh, we had him on loan from Manchester City. Yeah. He'd had spells at Stoke and Middlesbrough. Uh, and didn't really get a look in. Then we took him on loan and, and Bielsa. He got he improved season on season, did Jack. And then we made the deal permanent for about 12 million, I think, after the season after COVID, which I think is great business. And, and look, Leeds United, where we are, we, we look to bring in players at, at, at cheaper prices and move them on. And I think Leeds United may well look to capitalise on that with Newcastle being interested. Because if we don't sell him to you maybe January... I think that boat's missed because right. I think Newcastle next season go for someone bigger and better because you'll be in Europe. Does that make sense? Um, so that's where I think Leeds United might look at it because they've been, there's no talk of a new deal. Although Jack said his, his agent's coming over in January. I think his agent's in America. Jack spent right. a lot of time in America. He grew up in America. See, um, he was in the MLS, obviously, played for New York City, is it? Or with yeah, Lampard. It, was the, the, it yeah. was it the Man City group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So he played with Perlon Lampard, etc. So um I, I I think his agent's coming over in January. Now we're told that's for a new deal. I'm maybe not sure. It could be to push for a move to Newcastle. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. In terms of the player, like my man D says, uh, he's very, very inconsistent. This season has gone a little bit off the boil, but can throw up moments. Like last season, he gets a hat-trick against West Ham. He was great in that win against you a couple of seasons back. He can be 
very, very good, but then can also go missing. Um, I, I think as well, what I will say, I think he's underappreciated by a lot of Leeds fans um, because maybe he's not as flashy as a Ravinia. Um, you know, he can go under the radar a little bit. He can do a job. He will run all day. Um, you know, there was a time under Bielsa where he was literally left back and left midfield there. He basically just had the whole left-hand side to himself. He can he can certainly do a job. I like Jack Harrison. I do. Um, I understand he's inconsistent. And maybe with us bringing in Sinistera when he's fit, the emergence of Somerville, as I say, the club where we are, we look to capitalise on, on moving players at the right time. If we yeah. don't move him on now... Maybe that boat's been missed. Does that make sense? So we, they'll bring in a. I think the whole plan is bringing a player and then sell them at the opportune moment, and then we move like with Rafinha, for example, like with Calvin. Um, and what I will say, if he don't get a new deal in January, or if it's not being spoken about, then then I think, and the way where Leeds United are currently, we have to sell in order to buy. Yeah. So Jack could well fund a move for someone from the other leagues in Europe, I think, if we get 25 to 30 million, maybe. Interesting. No, yeah. it's great to get your your perspective on um, yeah. on on Jack Harrison. Look, uh, you know, we, we've talked about Jack Harrison before, Chris. Um, you know, would you, you know, it's really interesting, Joe's points here about um, Jack Harrison saying that it might be a now or never move to Newcastle if it is in January. Would you take him? We were talking about transfers last night. He didn't come across our conversation, but would you take someone like that? Do you know what? Do you know what I think? Well, the, the first thing after listening to Joe, you know, and he mentioned the word inconsistent. Like I, I'm, I'm fed up of inconsistent wingers now. Um, you know, we've got we've got Miggy, who's probably the most consistent player in the Premier League right now, which I'm absolutely loving. Um, but for so many years, you know, Miggy was in and out, and St. Maximin's in and out, and you know, sometimes Fraser looked a world beater, and then he'd be, you know, looking pretty poor. And Jacob yeah. Murphy, you just don't know what's going to happen with him. Um, so that kind of puts me off a little bit, I'll be honest. Um, and I, do you know, the only problem with Jack Harrison, and it sounds harsh to say. I, I just don't think he's very like sexy. He's not one of those signings that you see and you go, Oh, I'd love to get Jack Harrison, mm. you know, Jack Harrison would be incredible. And I think now, and we might have mentioned this on there uh, in the uh, you know, the last lot of uh, fully loads of transfer shows, Pete, where it kind of felt like that was the moment to go and get him. And now that that moment's gone, it's like, you know, we're third in the league. It it, it you know, is it really going to get the fan base particularly excited if we brought in someone like Jack Harrison? Not oh. to say that, you know, foreign players with foreign sounds and names from an unknown league or an unknown club um, should be more exciting or should be more, you know, um, more to get the uh, fans' bums off seats. But quite often that's the case, isn't it? People people see, you know, a, a steady, solid English player and sometimes they go, mm, is he good enough? Is that is that really it's, what we want? It's the unknown, isn't it? Yeah. It's the unknown. Yeah. People are yeah. excited by the unknown. Um, yeah. And look, every club has it. You you would have had it, Joe, with players that are coming from abroad that you oh, don't know too much about. And you go, wow, I'm excited <laughs> to see those players. And it, 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 it's it's a natural thing. But look, there's no doubt about it. He has shown some quality. And yeah, yeah. You know, I go back to the point where, oh, that, totally sorry, sorry, Chris, uh, you keep keep that keep that tab there. I just wanted to go back to his point. He says, as a Leeds fan, a Leeds fan. Um, I think Jack Harrison is amazing when in form and played in the correct, uh, in his correct position, I assume he means. But when played on the opposite side, he hits a rough patch and really struggles. And so that's the opposite opinion from, from what um, 
uh, was mentioned previously by D in saying it was inconsistent. So, you know, you've got two perspectives there from two two different Leeds fans. So um, that that's that's you know, it's an interesting perspective. I just want to get your quick thoughts, quick run through on a few players, and I've just highlighted a few players because um, they've in, they've they've interested me because I've I've seen a little bit of quality in 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 these players, and and one of them is um, Brendan Aronson. Um, oh, yeah. So we brought him in uh, in the summer, and uh, what I loved about him, I, I actually think he 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 would be really well suited in a Newcastle team because of his intensity, um, because of his work rate, because of his high press, and that's they're they're the qualities that I've seen from him. But what do you fans uh, Leeds from a Leeds perspective think of Brendan Allison since he's coming to the club? Yeah, I think like I say, he's. he's... <laughs> We've taken to him 100%. Um, I have been of late asking for a bit more from him personally, um, uh, just in terms of goal contributions, goals and assists. But I think you can't just lay that at his door when we're struggling to actually create chances, you know. But in terms of what he's been brought in to do, you're you're right. In terms of pressing and he's running and he's great on the ball as well. His nickname's the Medford Messi. That's where he's from in America. Um, so he is really good on the good on the ball. Um, and you know, he's only very, very young, and I think he will go on to just improve for sure. But for me personally, I think. With Leeds fans, he's getting a bit of a free ride because some of the other players aren't as maybe doing as well um, as 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 they should. But I I do think I need to see more from him. Like ultimately, a player playing in his position higher up the pitch should be getting more goals and assists, you know. And yeah. I think we've seen the one goal against Chelsea when he when he pressed Mendy into oblivion and, and put it in the back of the net, but. Other than that, I'm struggling to think. So I just want to see a bit more in terms of goal contributions for him. But like, I really, really rate him. Really, really rate him. Shocked he wasn't starting for the States in, in the World Cup, to be honest. He kept getting brought off the bench. Yeah. And I think yeah. he could have done a, a better job than some of the, the players in the forward line, for sure. So, uh, yeah, he's a good player. Still very young. And, yeah, I'm a massive fan of him, for sure. Definitely. I like that comment in there. I do, yeah. I was just seeing yeah. that, yeah. yeah. Alan Thompson is a regular, regular Newcastle fan. Um, uh, is part of the Loaded family. Um, he's put, Joe, you're a legend at Leeds. Saw you on the last day when Wilson scored two. Uh, <laughs> gets burning. I thought... I was so happy. <laughs> oh, please, you stayed up. But please play crap tomorrow. <laughs> Alan's always honest. <laughs> but no, it's... Look, we're, we're, um, we're, we're a channel where we've got uh, fans of the club that, you know, we appreciate other, other fans and, uh, and other people from from different fan bases. So, great comment in there, um, Alan, with regards to Joe. Absolutely spot on. Just a couple of players before we, we go yeah. to our sort of next segment. Um, um, so, we'll, we'll go through these um, quite quickly. Um, Ty, Tyler Adams. Mm, getting lovely. a lot of interest from a lot of other clubs. Um, plays in, plays that midfield role. Is he more like of a number six, that that sort yeah. of sitting midfielder? What, what do you make of him since he's coming to the club? He's my favourite player. Like, I absolutely love him. He's an absolute destroyer in there. Just breaks everything up, obviously. Uh, spent time at Leipzig. Uh, went, went a bit sour for him there. And I think a lot of players would have preferred a different name coming in. But for me, he's been the best signing under Jesse Marsh. I will say that much. 
He's the United States captain. I think when Cooper moves on, he'll, he'll probably captain Leeds United as well. Speaks so well. Uh, I'm a massive fan of him. Like we didn't, we missed him against City. He was suspended. Um, he'll be back for the Newcastle game, and that is one massive plus. Um, yeah, he he'll be chomping at the bit as well. I, I think he had a very good World Cup, did Tyler Adams, and like I say, he was the youngest captain at the at the World Cup, and he for me is is one of the shining lights of this season. Like he can do no wrong for me because he's just. I mean, his passing's not great, but for me, that's not really his job. Like Adams is in there to just break everything up and give it to the other players that can pass a bit better. People tell me he is a good passer, but I disagree, but it is what it is. <laughs> but give it to a Mark Rocker, and Mark Rocker will be the one to move it on, maybe, or, or, or like an Aronson, etc. But tomorrow you'll see, like, he will be everywhere. Whoever plays in your midfield, if it's Joe Linton or whatever, like, he will give him a good game for sure. Um, we definitely missed him um, against City. So, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad he'll be back tomorrow. Um, yeah, I'm not happy about that, but but, yeah. but no, he, he looks a talented player. Um, that is for sure. Um, just th- really quickly, this player here, Wilfred Glonto, if that is actually right. Yeah, yeah. I watched him against Man City and I thought he looked a decent little yeah. player. He was nippy, he was pressing high, uh, committing players, um, yeah. certainly their defence. Um, where does he come from? I don't really know too much about yeah. him. <laughs> it's, it, it's mad, Pete, really. So, we were actually supposed to sign Nonto next season, right? And then at the end of the window, we needed a striker. So, we tried to sign Gakpo and a, a lad called Bamba Dieng. Um, Radvazani mm-hmm. said, Bamba Dieng's done. Deal done. Yeah, you were linked to Bamba Dieng. Who was it with him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember Dieng. that on the on the transfer yeah, window. And yeah. then he never yeah, got yeah. on the plane. <laughs> and, I remember and, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd got yeah. rid of Dan James to Fulham in order to finance that deal because Dan James on like 50 grand a week. So he's gone on loan there. That would help us finance Dieng. So then Dieng never happened. So the club shit themselves basically and said, right, we're going to have to bring forward the Nonto deal. So we yeah. brought him in from Zurich, brought him in like a, a season before we should. He's... And Jesse was saying, look, he's not ready, etc. And I think a lot of us were a bit frustrated thinking we've got rid of James for a lad who's nowhere close. He's been given minutes. Roberto Mancini's played him for Italy as well. He's uh, He's got a few caps for Italy. And like you say, that young fearlessness, like he, he, he just has taken to it like a duck to water. I just love even his stature. He's small, stocky, big duck ass. You know what I mean? That, 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Though? That kind of build. I'm like, yeah, I love it. And uh yeah. He's not afraid to have a go, so I'm I'm a massive fan of his. Yeah, definitely. No, uh, there were just a few players that I just wanted to yeah, yeah. kind of get your opinion on um, because they're just a few players of interest that I've yeah. looked and I've gone, yeah, you know, they they look like really really good players. I'm sure that there are many more that, that we could talk about, but um, I think at this point, um, stats anymore. No time to draw. No. <laughs> <laughs>
I like magic. Yeah. Oh. He appears. Keith, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Great to have you on again. Um, how are you doing, my man? Yeah, yeah. Um, had a good Christmas and Merry Christmas to you all as well. I hope you all had a good Jimmy. Christmas and I look forward to the new year as well. Festivities tomorrow. Definitely, definitely. Look, in there, look, Joe won't know because it's his first time uh, on on the channel. We we have our resident stat man, uh, uh, stat man Keith, who um, will be throwing some stats at his very, very shortly. So, Keith, um, let's get it away. What stats have you got for us for Newcastle United against Leeds? Hopefully, there's some good ones. Yeah, well, I'll warn you of uh, an up and down journey, as I always do with the uh, stats. So, yeah. Um, yeah, um, I've got some general head to head stats, then I've got a few on managers, players from both teams, and then I've got some uh, ra general round and off stats as well uh, to finish off with. So, general head to head stats um, Newcastle's record against Leeds since 93 94 in the Premier League, played 26, won 12, drawn 7, and lost 7. So, Newcastle have got a, quite a good record in this fixture. Newcastle have got a better attacking record in this fixture as well. 40 goals to uh, Leeds as 36. So fairly close, fairly competitive their game. Um, Newcastle have got a better defensive record as well in the uh, fixture as well. Eight clean sheets to Leeds as three clean sheets in those fixtures. Since Here's an interesting stats for you, everyone. Since Newcastle last played Leeds in a pivotal 1-0 win, at Ellen Road in January, they've picked up 70 points from 33 games, which is more than double the amount of leads. Um, sliding doors, I told you, didn't I? You did say it, you did say it, Joe. You're absolutely right, sliding doors moment. And in that time as well, um, Leeds had 10 more points than Newcastle, and Newcastle were, if you remember, rooted to the bottom almost at that stage at that time. Managers, um, yeah, a little bit about Eddie Howe. Although it has to be said, this is mainly when he was the Bournemouth manager. He's managed eight games. He's won only two and lost six. But as I say, that's mainly with Bournemouth as manager. Um, players, Callum Wilson, believe it or not, hasn't scored in four games against Leeds. He does have two assists. Chris Wood has scored three times uh, in... Uh, 12 games against uh, Leeds United. Rodrigo, some interesting stats about Rodrigo here. Nine goals in 15 games. Um, and I hope I pronounce this or get close to pronouncing this correctly. Crescencio Somerville. Uh, four goals. Perfect. Thank you very much, Joe. Thank you. <laughs> in, 11 in 11 games, they're the top scorers for Leeds so far this season. And Rodrigo as well, he's scored two goals and has two assists in seven games against Newcastle and he's won four games again well in those games against Newcastle so he's got quite a good record Rodrigo general general form here head head for both teams Newcastle are on a, on a, an 11 game unbeaten run in the Premier League um and they'll re they'll equal their record of unbeaten matches in the Premier League 12 games which they set in 94-95 season and the start of the 96-97-98 season if they remain unbeaten against Leeds. Whereas Leeds haven't had it so good, which you'll know about. Uh, Leeds have won two of their last 12 games in the Premier League. Two wins, two draws and eight defeats. But the one game that they did win in those two wins 
was an impressive 2-1 win at Anfield against Liverpool just the, the other month. Mm. Nick Pope, a bit about the goalkeeper, as Nick Pope has the most clean sheets in the Premier League with eight, compared to um, Elian Meslier um, with two clean sheets for Leeds this season. Newcastle have got the best defence in the Premier League as well, with 11 goals conceded in 16 games. Five of those conceded in home games. We all three of those were against Man City. Leeds, however, have the fourth worst defence. I'm sorry about this. Leeds have got the fourth worst defence in the Premier League, conceded 29 goals in 15 games, with 17 being of those 29 goals being conceded in away matches. And Leeds have also the second worst away record in the uh, Premier League this season, with one win, averaging a rate of two goals being conceded in away matches this season. I'm sorry, I did say it was an up and down um, roller coaster. Their stats, didn't they? They, they were. I'll be honest, Keith. That's probably the most positive one we've had in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, Joe, we don't we don't normally get positive stats like that. Normally, it's the other way around. But um, we had a little moment in the middle. But Keith, as always, outstanding. Uh, some fantastic stats there. Um, and gives us a little flavour uh, with regards to what um, what we might be expecting. Um, look, I, I think we can all agree that I think there'll be some goals scored in this game tomorrow. But where where they go and how many for each team is up for grabs, that's for sure. But look, just before we get onto questions and predictions and we, we start to kind of uh, wrap up the show, what I wanted to do is just very, very quickly just have a look at um, the, the the team lineups. So hopefully you can see this on the screen now. Um, I've, I've got the potential lineup for Newcastle United. And of course, I always speak to the opposition. So I spoke to Joe and got him to put his team together. So Joe, I hope I hope that team looks right. Yeah, I, yeah, I look, I, there's these question marks over it, but I think that's what Jesse will go with. I, I can see him dropping... Cooper, which might sound wild, but I think maybe he will and bring in Lorente. Forshaw did well against City. He has been going with a 4-3-3 as opposed to the 4-2-3-1. So um, I think Forshaw probably deserves to keep his place. You've got to play Adams in there. Um, Jack Harrison and Somerville, though, both could be knocking at the door. So you may see them coming. But then at the same time, you can't really drop and uh, William Yonto for his performance against City. He's got to play. And them two are both play off the left. Um, he did try Aronson in the false nine and Rodrigo out wide against City, which I just found insane. But um, I'm hoping he doesn't do that again. I'd, I'd leave Aronson out on the right, Rodrigo uh, in the centre. Listen, it, it's, it'll probably be wrong. Do you know what I mean? I just the thing is, I have no clue under this manager anymore. What the plan is, what what the formation is. I'm done, Pete. I'm done. <laughs> honestly, yeah, I, I can honestly, me and Chris, look, Chris, you will agree. We can feel it in what you've yeah. said already so far. Yeah, yeah. So it is very much a, a prediction. But just just before I get Chris and Keith's opinion from a Newcastle perspective, where do you think if you're going to win the game or you're going to get get a, a goal or two? Against Newcastle at St James's Park, where is it going to come from, and, and you know what what what's the way in which you're going to score? Was that to me? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Repeat your... the question, bro. I didn't realise you'd said that to me. No, no. I was going to say just before I move on to Chris and Keith, yeah. um, Joe, from your perspective, you know, where do you think your team? Where do you think you're going to win the game or potentially score the goals from? You know, whereabouts on the pitch do you think you can make the difference? Um, I, to be honest, mate, I, I struggled to see it right now, Pete, genuinely, because all my head is saying to me is that Newcastle will win the game. Um, I, I I don't know. We've got to defend really, really well for sure. I think it helps us if if Wood starts over Wilson. I'm not sure. It, will Wilson be be fit? Do we think? Is he going to be fit? He's back um, in training. He's, he's back, back in training. He's been training a couple of days now. So right. uh, look, I, I put him in there just because I think he's just going to want to play. But we, mm. it could quite easily, I'll, I'll 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 stick him on there. Yeah. I could it quite easily be adding Wood into that situation for sure. Yeah. Um, like if if Wood starts, I think that favours Leeds a little bit more because I do worry about uh, Wilson for sure and his pace. Um, it's I guess it's all about being able to progress the ball up the pitch further enough for for Jesse's tactics to to come into play. Really, I do look. Can we cause Dan Byrne, Fabian Shah problems potentially? I think look, Dan Byrne is strong, but out of the whole backline, you know, if we just look at it on paper. I think you know we we potentially can get joy there, but I'm expecting Newcastle to win the game, mate. In all honesty, I haven't really factored in uh, <laughs> a thought process of Leeds getting something. Unfortunately, it's just where uh, where my head's at. No, no, no I, I think that's I think that's more than fair. Um, uh, Chris, from your perspective, and I've just moved one or two players around here just to kind of like open up the pitch. Slightly, but but look, looking at that team, you know, would you agree? Would you think Wood will start? Would you agree with that lineup? And where do you think, you know, and, and I think I've got an idea of where you're going to go with this is that where do you think Newcastle could potentially win the game? Um, do you know what, Pete? I'm not going to spend too long on the lineup because I've got a weird feeling that we're going to shake things up tomorrow in terms of the lineup, I'd be very, very surprised if Chris Wood doesn't start purely because I know Callum Wilson was out with an illness and it wasn't meant to be an injury, was it? But I think Eddie Howe and his, and his backroom staff are going to have a, a close eye on the Arsenal game on the third. I really, really do. And it wouldn't surprise me if he made two or three changes. Now, not to say that I think he should or I want him to, but I'm just thinking in terms of squad management, it wouldn't surprise me if he changed two or three players. But based on that team, Pete, which I, that 11 that you've got on the pitch now, that would be the team I'd go for personally. Like, yeah. I, I believe that's unchanged. And I think, you know, it, it would be harsh to kind of, uh, you know, drop anybody, whether or not it's resting them. I don't know. That's a different conversation. But yeah, for me, that that's probably our strongest team uh, based off the last performance. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to say that the, the threat's down our right-hand side. Um, you know, Almiron at the minute, he's just, he's just, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a threat for anybody. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, and you may have already said this, uh, Joe, so apologies if you have, mate, but Stroke, Struck or Stroke, he's not, yeah, he's not a natural left back, is he? No, no, he's not. He's a, he's a left centre back. A lot of Leeds fans would prefer him to be playing at left centre back, but we don't have an adequate left back at the minute at the football club, so he's had to go there. So, look, he does do a good a, a good job, but obviously against better opposition, he's naturally going to struggle because he's not a proper left back, you know. So, mm. yeah, Almiron. Um, well, look, Almiron's in hot form. I don't think it matters who he's going up against at the minute, is it? He'll score goals, won't he? So, yeah. Definitely. 
So yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, I, I I agree with you, Chris. I think the right hand side is the one where um, most games are won at the moment. It's this little trio here, this little triangle that I've just created here with Bruno, Trippier, and Almiron. They, they just seem to cause havoc as they did against Leicester. But don't don't mark out Joe Linton, who's been fantastic on this left hand side, creating a lot of problem in there. And Wood likes that physical battle. He scored obviously the penalty. I thought he played. Excellent against Leicester. I've got to be honest. Um, so you know, I, I do agree. I think he could well start. Um, I just think Wilson will be chomping in the bit to get back in because he just wants to score goals and get his, his name on the team sheet. But um, uh, Keith, from your perspective, anything that you maybe would change um, really quickly, or, or anywhere else you think we we could affect the game from a Newcastle perspective? I think Chris uh, has raised some good points there and that was in my line of thinking as well about the the right-hand side and the dominance. It's just been a recurrent theme throughout the year, hasn't it, really, when you think about when Trippier joined and the improvement of Almer and almost going hand-in-hand. I think a lot of my thoughts with this and decisions, a potential change in game management come in terms of how well the game is going. So, for instance, if you get the half-time and you're 2-0 up, Early in the second half, do you make a few changes? Do you maybe bring on ASM for um, do, you, do you bring on ASM for Almiron or something like that? Do you bring in um, Murphy for Willock, perhaps? Um, do you bring on Ant maybe for Longstaff? In, you know, midway through the second half, if the game is put. In. Um, but that's that would be my line of thinking in terms of game management. Try and. Get a good get, you know, get that to, something that we're not used to as Newcastle fans before this year has been sort of getting a good lead in a game, um, and then maybe changing it in the second half. Yeah, no, I think I think it's a it's a great point, and remember, we can make five subs. So, you know, we have an opportunity to move some of those players out and make some of those changes. That is for sure. And there's a reason why I position the players like like how, because this is what you'll find, in my opinion, during the game. So Dan Byrne will sit here and almost be a third centre-back at times. And uh, if Aronson's playing on this side, he will look to kind of stop him. You, you'll, look, you'll see um, uh, Gnonto is here and you'll see Trippi is quite high up. Trippi will always look to attack. But what you'll find is, is that these two players will come in to try and stifle that. And Botman's quite confident in being one-on-one, um, as he did against Leicester um, with uh, Patson Dacker, um, you know, for long spells throughout the game. But this is what will happen here. You'll have these four players at some point around in this area here. And Amiron will just come and take that middle spot. And they'll allow Trippier to get forward here. They'll allow Bruno to play in these areas here. And they'll just drift. They'll drift in and around inside and it'll just create havoc this way and, and the other players will just play around him and um, wood will just try to be a fox in the box and joe linton will just be that outlet and, and that's where we're affected because we just constantly shift and change one thing i'll add in there is it i wouldn't be surprised if you see this at some point it happened about seven or eight times throughout the game is that willock and joe linton have this telepathy of understanding that they can just swap positions based on how the play is going. And it just seems seamless. It doesn't change. Um, so just one or two things to look out for um, on the tactics board with regards to that and looking at as the game's progressing. But just a little something um, tactically on how the game might work out. Um, so, yeah, thanks all for your, your opinions on that one. 
uh, for sure. So keep an eye out for one or, one or two of those things that might pop up during the game from what both, uh, from, from everyone, from what Joe, Chris, uh, Keith and myself have said from that perspective. Um, we're coming towards the end of the show. I think we've got five or six minutes left. So I want to fire some questions at Joe. Um, and there's a number of questions in the chat. Um, so Chris, I don't know if you want to throw some at Joe um, before we get predictions. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Um, I'm going to throw my own one at you, Joe, first, so apologies for that, and I'll try and get through as many in the chat as I can as well, but I had to ask this question because um, his family literally live around the corner from me. I want to ask you about Joe Gelhart. Mm. What what do you think of him as a player, and do you think that he's he's going to make it at Leeds, or do you think you know he may end up moving on? No, I, I hope and pray that he makes it, mate. He's a, he's a fantastic talent. Um you know, we there were huge clubs after him uh, when when uh, when he moved on from Wigan. We got him for next to nothing due to their administration uh, at the time. Um, I think he will go on to have a, a great career in the game. Um, I'm not sure Jesse's the right man for him. Uh, I know it sounds like I'm battering Jesse all the time and apologies for any Leeds fans watching, but he's just too inconsistent. And I'm, what was quite interesting in... When Jesse came in, um, a player called Sam Greenwood, who's, who's from Sunderland, um, sort of like went ahead of him in the pecking order a little bit. And it feels like at times Joffy can be a bit of a an afterthought. Look, he came on against City, did really, really well. But I'm just not sure I have the confidence in him leading the line in this Jesse system, if you like. Um, so, look, he's got... A, he's a great prospect, for sure, mate. Goes... Goes without saying, but um, I'm not sure Jesse's going to get the best out of him. But yeah, I want him to stick around and maybe in, uh, a different manager has a um, a different, you know, uh, impact on him. Let's say. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Daz wants to ask you, Joe. Uh, we should be looking for a keeper or two in the summer. Thoughts on Melier to Newcastle? Twenty-two years old, cap for France, under 18, 19, 20, 21 would be an interesting option. What are your thoughts on Melier? I know he, he's only a youngster, isn't he? So yeah, he's uh, unreal. Uh, I think he'll go on to be France's number one. Uh, I think he'll take over from Hugo Lloris. Um, I think the only reason he didn't go to the World Cup this time is because they wanted him to spend a bit of time with the 21s. Um, obviously, they've got Mandanda and a few others, uh, Ariola at West, West Ham, Anthony, but I think his time will come. Um, he's great. I think the, the thing is, we paid five million for him from Lorient in France. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea tried to get him a few seasons before, but he said he wasn't ready for a move at that point. He was still very, very young. We managed to pick him up for five million um, and he's been amazing. And what worries me as a Leeds fan is I look around the league, I look at Spurs, I look at Man United and think they are going to need a keeper soon and they'll be looking at keepers for the yeah. long haul, you know, and Melier being so young. I think he got the record for the most clean sheets for anyone under the age of 21 when Bielsa was there because it was held by Joe Hart at City. And it makes you wonder, like, for him to be playing at Leeds as well, not City, and still getting that 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 award for the most clean sheets for a, a keeper of his age says a lot about him. Thought he was great against City the other night. Uh, he made some great saves before, yeah, actually, um, you know, from Haaland, which is no mean feat. So, yeah, he's a great prospect. Um, I don't. What, is Pope going to move on? He wouldn't be a number two for sure. Definitely not. If that's what you mean, Daz, or, or do you mean to take over Pope? 
I, I would assume he'd been to take over Pope. I don't think Melier yeah. will come to Newcastle as number two. No, I mean, Pete, would you say that? I don't know. Really no, no. the, the thing about it is, is Pope, I think, is only like 31. So I think Pope is at yeah. least another three years um, at Newcastle for sure before we look at replacing him. Unless things go take a downturn yeah. in which then we would look at um, a higher profile goalkeeper. Um, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's one of those things. But I know what I know what Daz is is getting at because we've got Darlow currently as our number two or or Carrius, whoever you would see in and long term we want strong like, options to look at in all positions. Mm-hmm. So I do get what Daz is saying with regards to that. Um, yeah, yeah a couple, couple of questions before we before we wrap up because I know we're, we're we're near to that time. Yeah, we've got two more, and they'll like, you'll like the last one, Joe. Um, so Scott Crom says, Joe. Uh, what do you think about the rumours of Chris Wood being linked with Leeds? Do, would you would you take Chris Woods, or you know, would you, do you kind of would you be looking elsewhere? Mate, I'd take anyone who can find the back of the net right now. I can't lie to you, right? Listen, we had Chris Wood obviously before he moved uh, from us to Burnley. Uh, he left us in the lurch a little bit, but I understand he wanted to move to the Premier League. He's, I think he scored like twenty-seven goals under Gary Monk at Leeds. Um, he knows where the goal is, but I don't know if he'd suit our system in terms of what's expected from a pressing standpoint and stuff. But listen, people batter me, but and you might disagree, but I like Shea Adams, me, so I'd, I'd probably take Chris Woods. Yeah, I like Shea. Well, there you go, then, mate. I think. <laughs> I, I, I coached him when he was in the school, so ah, that's right, okay. yeah. um, I've got an affiliation to him. Yeah, I like him. We keep getting linked to him and Leeds are like, no, nah, we need better than that. And I just think sometimes you need to re- realise where we are. We're not we're not punching at the top, man. You can't get these big boys. And I think he, he'd do a job for me. But I don't think Chris Wood's moving on, is he? I think he said he's staying, right? I don't think he'll leave until the summer. Yeah, yeah, summer. It depends on the place, though, doesn't it, Pete? Yeah, someone comes true. in. That's someone true. comes in. Yeah, um, Daz has already put in there. Chris would be a good option for Leeds or Everton if we're bringing in another striker. Yeah. Yeah, I think Daz would like him at ASAP, but yeah. that, that, <laughs> that's for another day. And then the last question I wanted to ask you, Joe, um, which a few people have put in. So Frederick Alexson says, uh, best player to play for Newcastle and Leeds. We've got Woodgate, D. Taylor, he says Gary Spees. You've got what, Lee Bowyer, Mark Viduke. Yeah. Party, who, yeah. Who, who, who would who would you say? It's hard, isn't it? It's hard not to go with Gary Speed, right? Because, as you know, but for me, one of my favourite players growing up was David Batty. Um, so it'd be a toss-up between them. It sounds daft, right? But when I was at junior school, <laughs> this is funny, I always remember it. Like when we'd play football at lunchtime, I was always David Batty. And the reason was is because I... I I said I perfected his signature. So I used to go in and go, look, yeah, look, I'm David Batty. I can do his signature. So I like <laughs> Batty, but listen, I, yeah, I love Gary Speed, man. So, yeah, there's loads, isn't there? I forget. Yeah, there's loads. As well, boy. Paducah was tough for you guys. Yeah, he weren't that great for us, but he was great for you guys. Yeah, yeah amazing. Yeah. He was. They were the good times, bro. This is what's depressing for me. Rodrigo's two goals away from entering our all-time highest Premier League goal scorers, and I think it's a travesty. But it shows how far we've been out of the, how long we've been out of the division that someone like him can get in that list when you consider some of the names we've had. You know, but it's what happens when you're out of the top flight for so long, isn't it? That's it, mate. Uh, that's it, definitely. Um, look, uh, we, 
we'll wrap up for the questions there. Thank you for everyone that put your questions in the chat. Sorry, we didn't get around all of them, but um, uh, really, really appreciate all the, all all your support with regards to that. Just going to get a quick round because I know Joe, you've got a show. Um, you've got a date with the pub, Chris, uh, and uh, we need to wrap up the show uh, really quickly. So just go a little round robin um, of predictions uh, for tomorrow's game. Chris, let's start with you. I'm, I'm still going to have to say Newcastle win. I will say 2-1 Newcastle. Interesting. Joe, what do you think? Uh, I'll go... Two one Newcastle, but my heart I'll go one all. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> no, fair, fair play. Fair play. Keith, what do you think the score's gonna be tomorrow? Stranger things have happened. I mean, the big question is, is um is it gonna are Newcastle gonna finish with a flourish this season? Um, in a year where they've won twenty-one games, drawn six, lost six, and have got seventy-one points, which is the best run they've had since two thousand and two which has topped it, in fact. Um, stranger things have happened because um, literally Leeds have actually, to back up Joe's point there, Leeds have actually got um, a better record in recent years at St. James's. They haven't been beaten in three. They've had mm. two draws and they've had a win compared to their record at Elm Road where Newcastle have won twice and they've lost uh, once. So anything could happen. Uh, but tomorrow, I think, Going with the stats, going with the form, going with how Newcastle are playing. You could have an inspired uh, Bruno and you could have an inspired Joe Linton as well with Pele. You know, the what's happened there, sadly, with Pele, it, it, it inspired the Brazilians. So it could be a 2-0 win to Newcastle or a two-clear goal win to Newcastle or a 2-1 win to um, Leeds. I'm, I'm predicting Newcastle tomorrow. Okay. I thought you were going to sit on the fence there again. I was going, please, no, please, no, Keith. But no, I'm, off um, the fence. I'm off the fence for Christmas and New Year. <laughs> get him. Yeah. Christmas period gets him off the fence. I love it, Keith. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 Newcastle win. I just think our defence is so strong at the moment. And some of the points that Joe has mentioned about the team currently, I just think we're going to exploit them, particularly on the wings, like you've mentioned. You play a narrow system oh. on the wings. I think we're going to exploit you. Um, but look, um, Joe, just as we wrap up with the sponsors and various other things, I'm going to let you go because I know you've got your show. Just before you leave, uh, thank you, John uh, Burbeck, for your £4.49 super sticker. Thank you very much for your support. Just tell us where, where we can find you and where we can uh, watch your shows on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, just Joe, football show, uh, heavily lead United, but I do Premier League content as well. I've actually got a stream going live at 8 o'clock. We'll touch on Newcastle briefly, but a lot of it's just going to be about the state of the football club right now. <laughs> Excellent. So, look, Getting all angry. Fans, all Newcastle fans, go and sub to Joe's channel. Um, Joe, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for having really me, really honestly. Pleasure. You. Thank you. I'll Bye. let you go. You take care. See Bye. you later. Take care, Joe. We just keep getting fantastic guests on away days, and I love it. I love it. And they'll obviously, Richie um, um, knew um, Joe beforehand because he'd, he'd done a show with him. So uh, massive thanks to Richie for that. Um, um, obviously, Joe's brilliant, and we'll definitely look to get him back on. Um, again, for the reverse fixture, no doubt. But uh, just as we wrap up very, very quickly, we have to say thank you to our sponsors. Um, they've all been in the chat or vast majority of them have been in the chat tonight. Thank you to Simon at, um, at Shyburns, www.shyburns.com. 
for all of, of Shyburn's um, uh, various different uh, clothing uh, range, all related to either loaded or all things mental health. So please, please, please show your support um, for Shyburn's. Um, thank you to Pins and Prints. Um, for all your pins and prints, um, various different ones available and some new ones on the way uh, for sure. Thank you for Marty at Machine House um, for everything uh, and all your support with the channel. Um, check out Marty's um, various different ranges um, and obviously Dean at the Joy Rise. Um, lots and lots of gear available. Go and check um, the Joy Rise out. And of course, um, a fantastic new sponsor, um, we've got Russ, the radiatorshed.com. Go and check it out. Um, Keith is in the is in jail at the moment. Um, uh, go and check that out. And of course, um, all designs are manufactured in Italy. Aluminium rads are very environmentally friendly and perfect for heat source pumps. They offer uh, a home survey service and would install if required. And just a little snippet of what uh, Russ is offering. So look, if you're looking for new rads in the new year. You know where to go. The Radiator Shed is the one. And whilst you're there, click on um, to join the Lonely Family. Click that blue button, $1.99 a month. Only can do it on your on your laptop, by the way. Um, uh, but come and join the Lonely Family. We've had um, Seattle um, join us as a member tonight. And, of course, we are getting ever closer to that 5K. Um, thank you for all your subscribes over the last 24, 48 hours. Keep pushing it. Let's try. Let's see if we can get to New Year 5K by New Year's Eve. Let's see if we can enter the new year with 5K. Let's see if we can make that happen. And we've got a review show tomorrow night, so hopefully we can get enough subs that we can hit the new year with 5K. Um, and, of course, shows to look out for coming up. We've got the reaction show. Uh, with regard to Leeds, um, we'll be on tomorrow night. I think it's around 6.30. Uh, so not too long after the game, we'll be doing the review show. Um, I'm not going to show you the away days one because um, I'm waiting to confirm who's going to be on the away day show But uh, for, for Arsenal. But it's looking to be a top, top um, a couple of guests that are going to come and join us for away days. And of course, we've got the loaded reaction to away days that will be coming up soon. Um Thank you so much for everyone in the chat. And I think 104, 250 in the chat watching tonight. Um, an earlier show tonight, but really, really appreciate it. Anyone that's going to the game tomorrow, have a fantastic time. Hopefully, fingers crossed for three points. Um, Keith, pleasure to have you back. Um, I know you've been really, really busy with family and various different things at the moment. Yeah. That have been going on, but I really appreciate you taking the time to come and join us. And uh, thank you very much. And look, we we are delighted to have you back in the new year for lots more stats coming um our way for sure on the loaded family. And Chris, I know you've got a date at the pub. Luckily, it's just around the corner for you, so you can jump straight off. But thank you for coming and taking the time uh, and joining me. Brand new oh, back on um uh, back to back, two nights in a row. Um Free tomorrow, Pete. Three tomorrow. You are absolutely right. So anyone, it's still on. Uh, click the likes as you leave. Make sure you're on at 6.30 for the review and hopefully three points in the bag. And of course, uh, we do love playing away. How do you like that?